Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Modern. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 53 and a half. I know, and today we have, as our wonderful guest, Oliver Brink, director of the web series Top Decking. Hello. So before we get into that, today is actually our, so two weeks ago we did a contest. Uh, it was our year anniversary episode. We've been doing this for a year. So we had people tweet at us at hashtag, at the MMCast, hashtag the MMCast52. Uh, we have taken all of the names of people putting this hat and we're giving stuff away today. So every couple minutes we're going to give stuff away uh, in the middle of the podcast as we talk about the thing we're talking about. We are giving away some cool stuff. We had a remarkable, first of all, I just want to just, just jump in here, like heart exploded with just like love from the fact that you guys tweeted at us so much in the course of a week. I mean, like a remarkable number of people. We, we, said we hit our goal like in two days. Yeah, we said 100 unique users, not 100 tweets. Like we made that clear and we got to 100 in like a day and a half and right. then it just kept going. So there's a a lot of names, um, but we're giving away a lot of stuff. So should we just list really quickly the stuff right now so you sort of know what to expect? Yeah. Okay, we're going to go descending order, right? So uh, first descending order item. Uh, so we have uh, – we'll just – whatever we have. We have we have three uh, official Master of Modern deck boxes. And by official, I mean that I uh, we have these Ultra Pro boxes that I have personally spray-painted with our logo. And me and Ben will have signed them. Uh, with silver sharpie, so they'll be cool, exclusive, handmade deck boxes. One of a kind. One of a kind, or three, of, three of a that. kind. Three of a kind. <laughs> Oliver uh, will be providing commentary to these items right now. Uh, <laughs> all all things, by the way, will come with a Ben Bateman and Alex Kessler uh, from the web series Top Decking tokens. There'll be uh, Fate Tal and Jason tokens signed by us as well. Okay, sure. Uh, there will be two packs of Russian Cons of Tarkir. Two packs. Yep. Russian cons of Tarkir. Yes. <laughs> um, and because Oliver brings us here and today we're talking about yeah. the web series Top Decking, we actually have a leftover playmat from Top Decking, so we'll be giving one Top Decking playmat. It yeah. is the playmat that was featured in the opening credits of season two of Top Decking. They're sweet playmats. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't actually own one, but uh, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're cool. I tweeted, so maybe I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> and... Last but not least. No, there's more. Oh, there's more. Not last but not least. Uh, we'll be giving away a signed playset of, you want to say it? Grand Architects. Yeah. They're going to be signed. There's going to be four of them, me and Alex. Uh, we thought about all different cards to give away. They're the most fitting card, I think. And we have four we can give you, and they'll be signed by both of us. Yep. Even though Kessler doesn't really sign off on the card. But incidentally. Uh, well, after we <laughs> sign them. <laughs> yeah. And the beauty of it is the reason that we have Grand Architects we can give away is because Kessler specced on Grand Architect when it was announced. Yeah, super hard. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a number of them. So we have a shared love for Grand Architect. And uh, last but not least, yeah, the I, most important thing. We're giving away that Masters of Modern playmat we showed you guys, the only one we have to give away. Yep. We have, um, we have three. We have four. We're giving one away to you guys. Me and Ben each have our own. And then we have one backup one because Ben lost it. And I'm worried if we one of us loses one, we won't have them when we need them. Yeah, I was pretty sure someone had stolen it. I was like asking everyone at the store at the pre release, and then it was just in my car. That was foolish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be, you will be whoever this lucky person is, and they'll be the last person we mentioned today, will be the lucky owner of one of three people that will have I'm this playmat. I'm just imagining you now walking through the store being like, where is it? I was upset. Where is it? Pulling also, a total Batman on everybody. <laughs> where is it? Where is it? You, where is the playmat? Where, where, where the playmat? You forgot the last one is that we, we are going to be giving away one full set of top decking tokens that are all signed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's all the prizes. Hopefully it's really exciting. Hopefully some of you guys are top 
decking fans because some of the stuff is top decking. And so there's a total of eight items, and throughout the show we're just going to be uh, we're just going to be talking about yeah. some things. So and it's going to be a 40 minute show, and uh, mm-hmm. every five minutes we'll give one away. That's, and... Math is incorrect, but uh, we'll we'll be giving it away every three minutes and change because of the opening and, and the outro. Well, no, so it's been five minutes exactly now, so we're going to give the first prize away right now. So what's what's the first prize, Ben? The you... first prize is going to be one of these signed these deck boxes, these Masters of Modern deck boxes. All right, All right. so they're really pretty, guys. Um, right. Oh yeah, and so once we announce and you and you hear this on the podcast, just like send us a DM on. Or no, just make sure to tweet at us, and we'll DM you, and because you can't DM us without us following a person. That's got it, works. got so, it, got it. Uh, either email us at the mmcast at rocketjump.com or tweet at us at the mmcast and we'll figure out a way to... Probably email just so you don't have to like tweet your yeah, address let's, out. let's make it for sure. Email yeah. at us at the mmcast. All right, so for the first person... Deck box number one. Deck box number one. All right, it goes to... At Zerafial. Oh yeah, we love that guy. Yeah, he's he's Woo! sent us videos and stuff. So you get, you get one of the uh, handmade deck boxes. I should be noting this, shouldn't I? Yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah. Uh, yep, Zerafiel, I'm going to write your on your little thing here. All right, so that's going to be Ben's job. So to kind of break <laughs> down what we're talking about today, uh, so the Pro Tour happened Sunday, and it was kind of boring uh, for the most part because of how good the lands are and because of the gold theme of last block. Uh, the entire format was mostly old cards. There was no even new cards, so it wasn't even exciting for a standard player, and for a modern player... There's no real new cards to talk about. Yeah, let's be honest here, guys. We're a modern podcast, and like sometimes we talk about stuff that isn't modern, and we just sound dumb when we do it. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we play a lot of Magic. Don't get me wrong, but like we talk a lot about modern because we just know the format really well. If I try to talk about standard, I can tell you the cards and what they do and some of the right, decks, but right, I can't right. tell you like the nuances I don't know, matchups of, or what's the yeah, meta game right now. Why he played you. three of this card in his. Like pro we could talk about limited deck. a little bit, but even then, it's going to be. Like, no no information, you're not going to get better information from somewhere else. I don't feel like that's why you guys listen to this podcast, so we're going to stick right. with modern content and then talking about failed endeavors. I mean, the things I will just say... <laughs> Whoa, just burn. Okay. So, so, on one note of that, I do think Jace is good. Jace is going to see play in modern. Jace yeah. is seeing play in standard. This is the last... Like, Jace is just going to go up until it rotates and then it'll drop a little bit, but... That card's that sweet. That thing is proven to be good. Well, and like as we as we mentioned, Grand Architect, we the, the whole deal with the Grand Architect deck that anyone who's ever tried to use the card knows that a blue two drop is the most important card that that deck needs, and you have to figure out what the correct blue two drop and, is. And so, and Grand Architect is the deck that everyone's thinking about yeah. for that card right well, now. Well, we all I'm saying is all <laughs> I'm saying is it's a new th- card that was printed that fits the slot well and is powerful enough to maybe like do something. I don't know. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're actually going to talk about today? So we have Oliver as we mentioned, and we've mentioned Woo! top decking. Lots so far. So we're actually going to talk about top decking today. That's something I was involved with heavily as the creator of top decking, along with Craig Blanchett. And Oliver was the director, and Ben was the star of it. That's how me and Ben kind of started yeah. our <laughs> magic-making content stuff. I wouldn't call myself a star, but I had one episode in the first season that was sweet, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then and I wore a lot of makeup and fake fangs. I played a vampire, yeah. which is even funnier because when I moved to L.A. and I was from Seattle and I was super pale, people just used to tell me that I looked like a vampire and should be in Twilight because it was like the thing back then. I don't really get told that anymore because it's not the thing anymore, and I've been in the sun for a while. Mm. But uh, then I was in Your the second. I don't know. You still look like you could be a good vampire. <laughs> thank you, me. thank you. And then in the second, and I came back in the second season, and they defanged me, and I was <laughs> in more episodes. Uh, very fun. Oh, really enjoyed it. And we made you wear that ridiculous college type sweater, the, the uh-huh. academic yeah. sweater. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Which is actually my sweater that I wear sometimes. Yes. But. <laughs> Well, I mean, considering that I'm sitting here like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Black Flag cutoff shirt with green hair, it's like, yeah. Yeah, but so the point is, it was, it was, so, it so was for people that don't know, Oliver is very metal looking. Yeah, and I'm, I'm from he, Norway. His, his well. last name and should ben be like Stone very preppy looking, and that's kind of, you kind of are really, you're a good contrast. You're like <laughs> peanut butter and 
chocolate or jelly, depending on like, salt and caramel. Oliver's name, should, his last name should be like Stoneburner. Like, um, Orc Slayer. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, the reason that we're talking about this, guys, because I know you're like, I listen to modern content, and why are we hearing about something that isn't Magic Cards? But this is Magic Cards. It's one of the few times that somebody has really made an extensive number of high production value episodes of web series mm-hmm. that's really about Magic Card players and people that are in that world. Um, and uh, it's all still out there. And then And there's also other content that... Some of these episodes of this podcast have actually been released in audio form on the same channel. So you may have actually accidentally come video across form. them. Uh, yes. I'm saying video form of these audio podcasts. Yes. And they will continue. Like in the future, we're going to do more of that. But uh, you may have come across this content on accident. And it's just going to be fun because we were all involved in it and play Magic, um, except for Oliver, to <laughs> talk about this hey, web series. Hey, I, and. I, I... I've played a bit in the past. He's, he's yeah. cast a spell on occasion, and we're going to give stuff away. Yeah, in the it. midst well, of it. Part of it is this is this is kind of the end of our year long anniversary thing with the prize giving, and top decking is something that's pretty significant to the starting of this podcast and how it all came together. Um, and we're going to talk about how that happened, talk about kind of how the podcast started in the first place, maybe a little bit, and talk about top decking. Yeah, absolutely. So should we give one more thing away now because yep. it's been about four more minutes? We are exactly at ten minutes in the recorder. When you guys are listening to this, I probably edited some of the stuff out, so it'll be a little different. But So what's the next thing I'm giving away? I think we'll jump straight into one of these Russian cons packs. All right. We'll kind of jump around All a little right. bit. So we have a Russian cons of Tartkir pack to give away. Maybe you'll get a Russian flooded strand. And it goes to at... Nimuera, which is spelled at N Y M U E A R A. Oh, yeah, I think I recognize that Twitter N-Y-M-U-E-A-R-A? handle. Okay, uh, so that's so, a Russian. Pa- thank, congratulations, Nimuera, for winning a Russian pack of cons. That's exciting for you and for us to give away things to our fans. Thank you. Let's let's get in with the interview after I write this down. All right, so so. I'll break down real quick how to top decking or what top decking is. So top decking is a two season long web series. Uh, it's very similar to kind of the wizard sponsored version of uh, Friday Nights, which is their kind of web series about guys and girls who play Magic the Gathering at a card store. Mm-hmm. So we came around and we made one and we were all in a more like we we're trying to make television professionally at the time, especially the people that were working on top decking. Right. So we kind of took that approach on the quality level of things. And it was like 2010. Yeah, so uh, 2010. So. We made two seasons ago? five years ago. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. I think I think we Season started one. production yeah, in ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's about this girl named Becca. She uh, has recently graduated school. This was like in mm-hmm. the midst of the 2008 financial crisis, so she yeah. was unable to get a job at a college because she's a millennial, and that's what millennials are about. And uh, she <laughs> happens you're, upon you're a card a store. Sir. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she happens upon a card store, and they're hiring because she sells them on uh, how good her baking would probably be, which we got a lot of flack for. <laughs> yeah, that's not sexist at all, is it? <laughs> uh, for the record, she also graduated summa cum laude and all these other great yeah. things, but that was edited out because of time. Right. Um, right. So she gets caught in the store. There's a bunch of wacky characters. Uh, the owner is named Eric, and he is played by Brennan Weinhold, and he's kind of the classic stoner owner who's a little bit wackier mm-hmm. than one would expect. He's a goofy uh, guy. He's a goofy guy. In real life, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. He and hired... he's also actually a very skilled magic player. Yeah. He plays a lot well. of magic. He does. There's a lot of magic played on the set of Top Deck. Yeah, it was actually, <laughs> that's one thing that blew me away about the show is how many people off screen were big magic players as yeah. well as on screen. Yes, absolutely. I played Magic in full in yeah. vampire garb many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had games going on between takes and shit, yeah, if I remember. Fun. Ooh, Oops, go back and say that. We had uh, games going on between takes and, and everything. Yep. Uh, and then we uh, the store, his employee, uh, is the straight man. 
Greg. Yep. Who I quickly forgot his name and then remembered Sean. it. Sean. Sean Anthony. No, no, no. I meant I, I remember Sean's oh, name. Oh yeah. Sean. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot Sean, Greg. How did you forget yeah. Sean. Sean's Greg. a heartthrob. He's uh. <laughs> not only that, he was uh, when when Sean came back for season two with a shaved head. We just heard that he was out in the desert shooting a war movie, and then lo and behold, we found out it was American Sniper. Yes, it was pretty so, yeah, cool. He's been in some movies and also some McDonald's commercials or yeah. Walmart. Commercials. Uh, he was in Walmart commercials Walmart. and Sketchers, Five Hour Energy yeah. at the same time. Too? Maybe. Could have sworn he's in sketch. Yeah, and so, then sketch- no, well, I think I so. And then you had Ryan Garcia, yeah, his best friend yeah. who got married yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Exactly uh, right. Ryan was kind of the classic Spike. His motivation mm-hmm. was mainly winning, and he would train in many episodes. And he had an evil twin. Oh yeah, played by the same that. actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, and he was great. Oh you, man, I always thought you guys underutilized Kyle. him, Kyle, as a well, character. For what it's worth. It wasn't by choice. <laughs> All right. He was, yeah, um, it was hard. Scheduling it, was difficult. It, oh, God. Scheduling was a nightmare. Well, it's something that people don't realize. We didn't pay anyone. Yeah. Like, we were all yeah. doing this kind of at the kind oh, of... Oh, right. I realized. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was... Uh, yeah, Ryan was busy filming Honda commercials and, and, being, and, and being in Top Gun musicals. Well, yeah. Well, and, yeah. and he was on... Yeah, he was Top Gun, the 30-minute 30, the 30 musicals. He was awesome. doing a lot of those. Top Gun, Ghostbusters. Well, oh, so, so if you guys, if you guys do watch it and you go watch the last episode, Top Gun... Uh, he has a mustache. Him and yep. Kyle both have mustaches, and that is because he was in the Top Duck thing and he refused the shave, right? Which was extra convenient for us. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we had a right in mustaches. Yep. So yeah. Uh, so um, what was kind of cool about it is our original mission was trying to get as many people that haven't been into magic to kind of understand the world. So this was around Zendikar block, and this yeah. isn't referential for Oliver, but this is kind of when the big <laughs> magic explosion happened. The last is, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, magic has been growing well, exponentially when, since then. Every just, year, 20%. Exponential is the wrong word. I just but. mean, like, the big explosion, as in there have been many explosions since the beginning of the game. But the most recent one, the one that's propelled us into, like, right. the sort of stratosphere space that we're in now, yeah. where, like, Battle for Zendikar spoilers can be, like, the highest trending topic on Facebook, that was never a thing that would have happened right. in 2008. Yeah, and so so this is the beginning of that. A lot of what its goal was is trying to get people that don't play magic to understand the world of it and not be as intimidated. Yeah. Because card stores have that factor that they can be very intimidating and top decking did a really good job of introducing the kind of characters in a wacky way kind mm-hmm. of like i mean scrubs didn't really do this but scrubs introduced people to the world of doctoring and right, made hospitals right. less scary though a lot of people die on that show makes yeah. hospitals scary, you guys right? definitely took that approach but it still was like very much like in the end a, the first season anyway like a sitcom that was like about magic cards right so like it wasn't really well, about magic cards it was kind of just about people that were around magic cards right. oh yeah. that was always the point uh, we didn't yeah. want to like there are a lot of people out there that make magic content we yeah. make magic strategy content every yeah. day or every week but like the goal of that was not to compete on that level the, the goal f- of that was to compete on a level of more like clerks than it was to yeah. be like channel fireball draft videos i did always think it was funny though that in any of the scenes where you had to have pil- players actually competing and the cards were even remotely uh, on we camera we had to teach them how to play the game yeah or like, kessler would be like it's before the, the amount of comments on the top decking youtube channel right now that are correcting little things that are happening yeah. in the game Jeez. is insane it's like most uh, of them yeah. the worst one is in the very first episode uh, all of the forests one of the players is playing oh, in the commander game is them, untapped. Right? Like <laughs> and another character says, all right, so you guys are all tapped out. They're not. <laughs> so Whoops. funny. I'm just going to do this thing. The Yeah. Every, right. For like, what it's like, worth. Literally weekly we still get a comment from someone like, it's... oh, those lands are untapped. I'm just like, yeah. yes. <laughs> no, but I, I recall in the second well, season. Well, you weren't there when we were shooting it. Yeah. You had to run away to I go was in to class. To class yeah. And uh, we were kind of counting on Alex, too, to be our, our, our uh, quality gameplay checker. And then he it's was. Craig's fault. 
and Craig then I, yeah, Craig, Craig, I think was stressed out and tired, and he just passed out in the side room. And we're like, we're not going to wake him up. We're just going to get this shot really quick, and then we can wrap and go home. I just remember though, <laughs> like on the second season, I was around. You were like, okay, uh, you're 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 uh, not on call for the next forty minutes, but you know, actually, can you just set this matchup between Scape Shift and this other deck really quickly so it looks like it's <laughs> it's real? Can right. You, can you set this so that like yep. you know, there's like it's if it's like this colonnade is out and it's like turn six, but like you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, oh no, I, I literally every game after the first episode. I played to the point that it was out against myself, making right. sure every yep. single thing in play was correct. Uh, my favorite moment in this whole regard is in the finale of season one, Ryan Garcia is playing against himself in a blue-white modern control yep. matchup. It was like right. the first year modern was around. And I make the decks out of a blue-white control deck I have and my foil Geist EDH deck that I yeah. own that's all foil. And he's holding it. And he's shuffling it, oh, and he's God. not he's slapping. He's, he's the like cards very. Down. He's like bending the cards, and they're all like <laughs> this is like ten thousand dollars that he's holding in his hands, not being that nice to. And I'm just like the entire time freaking out. And eventually, like I say something really condescending to him, yeah, as if he's a child because I'm so mad. Like I'm like on edge, and he like he freaks out. I freak out. There's this whole thing. Eventually, I, we apologize. We moved on. But it's definitely <laughs> like, oh my God, he's bending. <laughs> like, everything is spoiled. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. All right, so we're actually at the point to figure out the next person to win a prize. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now we've given away a deck box and a pack of Russian cons. So what's uh, next? I think we got to save the, the big tickets for later, so let's do a second deck box right now. All right, all right. Let's Deck box number two, top decking. Pulling it out. We literally have a top hat that I'm pulling names out. Yeah, Masters of Modern Deck. A top hat for the top deck. So this is for a Master of Modern Deck box at underscore crook edge. Crooked Edge? Crooked Edge. You sure it doesn't just say Crooked oh, Edge? Oh, Crooked Edge oh, underscore? It does say Crooked <laughs> Edge. Underscore Crooked At, Edge right. underscore. Shaking the hat. All right, pull it in. <laughs> At underscore Crooked Edge. No, there's underscore. no way you're editing that out. That's too funny. you got to yeah. leave that in. All right. Crooked Edge? Well. <laughs> uh, hashtag At underscore Crooked Edge underscore. Crooked Edge. It must be like a form of Quidditch or something we're unaware of. You know, it's related. Yeah, it's right. very popular in London. Um <laughs> Today has been a weird day. <laughs> Croquetage is so For hot all, right all now. All who don't know, literally, Star Wars trailer came out oh. maybe 20 minutes ago. Literally 20 minutes ago since we've been recording for 20 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Before that, the tickets went on sale. I didn't get them. I stabbed something. On oh, my yeah. Desk very hard. And yeah. then I find it out actually being able to get six tickets. I would have been very bitter, but I wasn't. We're good now. Let's move on. All right. Yes. Top decking. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? I think because, we're, because we want to talk about the top decking uh, – the top decking show and rather than just sort of explaining more about it uh i think i should sort of interview you guys a little bit about the show because yeah. you're the creator and the director yeah. and i was just a lowly talent sure <laughs> piece but, of but before we do that yeah we're gonna pull another name into the hat why we're because because gonna... we missed it we missed one we were too excited oh, we were too excited to talk about snap. stuff so what are we giving away what are we giving away uh, i think now we're gonna give away we're gonna go ahead and give away the top decking playmat. Okay, hey. top decking player. This is a big item right before the top decking interview all right let's see at rob no will Rob No Will. Did um, I say it? Was I or good? Rob was it, Noel? Yeah, no, Noel. Like, like Noel. Dude. I think Rob Noel. Uh, Noel. Like, yeah, I think that's pretty good. That's better okay. than Crickheadage. <laughs> um, <laughs> he cap- well, maybe I capitalized the no. Who knows? All right. Congratulations. Yeah. You get a top taking play, Matt. If you don't know what that is, uh, go to the Network or go to the Webisodes Network YouTube channel. So that's uh, the Top Decking TV YouTube channel now on YouTube.com. Yeah, yeah. So anyone who's like listening to this right now and, and before you listen to this interview, you're just curious what it's about. Um, really quickly, I just 
because if you want to pause this, they're they're pretty quick episodes. You could like watch one to get a sense of what you're talking about. Right. Uh, just Google it, top decking uh, web yeah. series, and it'll come up. Something to remember is as far as rules go. It's a little dated. There have been some rules changes. Right. Yeah. The finale of the entire first season hinges on a rule that no longer is true. Another thing I always get comments on. So I would say I would say if you're if you're curious if the, the episodes that you may find like funniest or relevant, there's an episode in the first season called uh, Fate, Fatal Attractions. Is that it's called? Yep. Fatal mm-hmm. Attractions. The episode that I'm in in the first season, which is like the vampire episode. It's funny. So mm-hmm. uh, and it stands alone. Pretty I think well. I'm also in that. Episode. Yeah, you I think are. That, yeah, those I are move the... you. I like move you from a chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of funny if you want to watch that, but just because you know who so, I am. And, at least. and for the record, these uh, are definitely more PG-13 rated. Yes. Uh, versus PG. So for right. the younger audiences out there that I know that do listen to this podcast, yeah. it's probably not the best thing for them. Though, uh, if you look at the second season, that season is all PG. Is there anything there's good? No, there's no references in the second season that would not be appropriate for a child. So no. Fatal Attraction, you quickly throw out like maybe two or three others that are just like a good reference point if they want to watch something kind of cool oh, in the yeah, first I or think, second season. I think watch the last two episodes. Watch of the last, the watch, last season. Uh, episode Black Lotus for oh, yeah. the fir- in the first That's season. That's one of my favorite uh, Watch the last... The- the last two episodes of the first season, and then you could probably just move right into the second season. Yeah, that point. there's a cool one called All, All Hallows Eve. It's kind of a weird episode, but it's still it kind is of the cool. Halloween. Yeah. We'll it, share it, it on Twitter. It was probably. literally a Halloween special that yeah. that Sam, our writer, was very very adamant on doing. He yeah. really wanted to do a musical. I kind of sold him on writing the whole series based yeah. off of him writing that one episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, this is something I never knew about at the time. You get to write see, a musical. I get to learn things too. Yeah. What do you know? Learning is fun. All right, but so yeah. yeah. Interview time time yeah let's talk uh, let's talk turkey guys so uh, first and foremost I mean I know you've played Magic a long time Alex I'm pointing at you um, but Oliver how did you get involved in top decking what was like well, the trophy I uh, I had done video work with uh, Whitney Merritt Alex's girlfriend who also plays Becca, Becca yep. who plays Becca and um, and also uh, her friend Talia who played Natalie yep and um, and they. Uh, I just got a call one day from Kessler saying, hey, we're making this web series and we want to know if you'd be involved in it. And I was like, sure, what kind of capacity do you want? And he's like, well, we want you to direct it. And I said, game on. Yeah, I'm in. What was your experience with Magic prior to um, that? For me, I hadn't played Magic since uh, Revised. Okay, so you're an oldie but a goodie. We're talking back when I was like eight years old, nine years old. So now you know how old Oliver is. (laughs) For for the record, I am 30 years old. uh, So this is back in the early 90s, early mid-90s. 95, I think, actually. So I was 10 years old. If it was revised, it was 95. Right? 95. Okay. We all know that. And I never knew what the... Yeah, well, (laughs) sue me. Uh, Let me just put it this way. I remember being in the comic book shop, and this guy was just buying and opening booster packs, and everybody kept talking about the Siobhan Dragon at the time, which used to be the super rare card. Yeah. It's like, whatever, they reprinted it. It costs six. doesn't but work at the modern. time, <laughs> at the time, it was it like this, modern legal though. At yeah. the time, it was this really badass card. Everybody wanted one, and this guy's sitting there just opening booster packs. And on his third pack open, he's like, "Hey, Siobhan Dragon!" Everybody's like, "Woo!" Freaks out in the whole card store, and I'm like, "What are they talking about?" And it's like, yeah. "Oh, it's this card game. You want to give it a try?" So okay, so, so that's ninety five, and 95. then this is this is oh eight. So did you have any like hilarious experience in the thirteen years between? <laughs> At all? Like, this magic on your radar at all? Um, that time? No, yeah. I played a little bit in college. Um, I think this was still before they kept making all the, the new play styles and all that. It was still very much the standard yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, playing. And uh, I had a roommate who was 
desperately trying to get me into magic yeah, because he said before. I was more fun to play with than his friends because his friends were all dicks. Right. <laughs> kind of deal. So uh, I played with him a lot, and but ultimately for me, it was never really something I was super into to play because I just my brain does not understand the tactics and strategy that say alex or craig know how to play within you so it's like whenever i play i'm like what does this card do okay well that sounds cool i'm just gonna do it and then 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 find out later you should not have done that you jack you dumb person you're gonna die um yeah so so it's like it was hard for me to stay involved in it i i you know i'm an old dog i can't learn new tricks i get it i get it so so just from a style point of view mm-hmm. did you have any like sort of uh, reference material that you had in mind going into top decking that really for you was i want the series to sort of resemble or feel like this right um well i think the clerks reference you guys made earlier yeah, is yeah. probably the closest one i like that's part of how they pitched it to me it was like clerks in a card store yeah and i was like well that's awesome i love that movie and i like that kind of story and i was really interested in in really portraying real people that play this game regardless right. of how wacky some of the situations they end up getting in as the show goes on sure. is it was really sort of important to me to remind everybody in the world that your people that play a game not just a bunch of you know, overweight, sweating nerds in a basement right. the way that they're generally portrayed in most media. Yes, so we really wanted time. to normalize it and stop stop creating false senses of, of um, stereotypes. Yeah, it is funny to think that top decking can sort of... It, it made enough of an impact on the community in, in Magic because, like, you know, it got well over a million views in the end, um, as well as the uncalculated views that were on the actual website outside right. of YouTube... So it made enough of an impact on the community that if, if somebody is eventually writing a book sort of about the different phases um, or some sort of biography about magic and its ascent into the sort of the common psyche of the world, I guess, this is sort of like a big piece of it because it's before all those other series we talked about. It was really the first well-made series of its kind that was tackling the subject matter. I think we were the first web series that was ori- – like at least when our first episode came out, we yeah. were the first – and then this other show, what was the name of it? The... Uh, Friday Nights. Friday Fri- Nights. The, the two other magic web series are Friday Nights, which is very mm-hmm. similar to Top Decking, a little bit more focused on, on magic, the gameplay. On gameplay. Right? Yeah. Um, and that's the one that Wizards officially sponsored. And yeah. I, to be totally honest, I think actually they came out with a few episodes before we did. Oh, did they? Uh, release-wise. I don't know if they filmed huh. it before. And they stopped, and then Wizards sponsored them to restart them. Got huh. it. Um, because they're a little bit more gameplay focused and they're a little bit more uh kid friendly, right? So that like one of them, yeah, that was the wizards wouldn't sponsor us because we had a couple of adult references references thrown in there, and and I mean that's a shame, but it is what it is. Uh, You can't really fault them for it. So yeah, and and I think as well as Spell Slingers, as well as Friday Nights, the Walk the Plane series that uh, Nathan Holt and his I think it's his brother. Corman and Holt, I think, is what the, the original channel was called. Anyway, they started doing these these uh, Walk the Plains videos. They're kind of like documentary videos about big tournaments, and they yeah. have a little bit of like a funny element to them. But a funny piece of trivia is that the very, very first one of those, um, anybody who listens to this podcast probably knows, I wear a full suit and tie to every Magic tournament I have for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very first one of these videos is at, is at Grand Prix SeaTac. Uh, which was, I think, Innistrad Limited, oh, Innistrad wow. Sealed. This is like four years ago, three, four years ago. And it, the video opens, and he gives his intro, and then it's like a pan across a table. And I'm sitting there at the table. And Brian Kibler's actually next to me, but you can't see him. 
And I like, I kind of, I don't remember if I straighten my tie, but I kind of gesture and look up and smile at my opponent. And my buddy I showed at the time was like, you look like Satan. And like, <laughs> it was like my first like moment of, you know, it was like my first like a magic moment. Uh, anyway, so that's- Literally that's, a magic moment. A magical moment. But uh, before we, uh, I, I want to ask Kessler a, a question about his involvement in the series. But before we do that, we are going to give away yet another- More stuff. Woo! Um, Prizes. This will be the One second- year. This will be the second year. cons One of Tark. <laughs> This will be the second cons of Turkey Russian booster pack. All right. Okay. Uh, From Russia. Uh, Pull it love. out of the magic hat. Um, at the truffly one. Oh, yeah. I know at the truffly yeah, one. I said hey. it correctly. Is, it, is that the truffle hunter on Instagram? I feel like that's the truffle. Unless there's two people that refer, reference truffles. I feel oh. like there's, because of the truffle shuffle, I feel like there's a lot of truffle <laughs> references okay. out there on the internet. Could be um, wrong. Also, Not truffle to mention, the truffles are just delicious. delicious. The truffly one. Unless, unless mm, too much truffle mm. oil is a mistake. Oh, I was referring to chocolate truffles. Oh. Which have Cums. nothing to do with actual mushrooms or truffles at all. Complicated. So. Um, okay, so now the only things left to give away, and we will do this in a moment, are, we have one more deck box, Masters of Wonder deck box. We have the signed set of Grand Architects. We have the top decking tokens, and we have the MM cast playmat. So let's let's talk a little more about top decking. We'll get that. All right. Um, so what I want to know, Kessler, is you actually show up in the series, and you can see Kessler. I move him forcefully from a chair as he's playing Magic in the episode that I'm in the first season. He plays a character named Jason, who's kind of like a it's kind of like a side character who just shows up occasionally as the Magic Shop. So his his motivation. The character's motivation was two things. One was, um, if you watch the show Community, which is also another show that we had a lot of um, influence from. Yeah. We definitely were influenced by that show. Um, The character of Starburns. Yeah. uh, Who is just like, they treat him badly and he is a bad person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he's also one of the producers of the show. He like actually, like that's where he came from is he's not actually just a random actor that they like made a joke about. He just is someone that worked on the show and then they just keep hating on him. Right. So he's definitely... An influence on this character. The other one is uh, the writer Sam. So I am not an angry person. I don't know if you've people listening to this podcast have gathered that I don't get angry very easily. He's actually really good at not getting angry. Yeah, like today was probably the first time Oliver saw me angry, and that's when I failed at getting tickets for Star Wars. You were upset. <laughs> at you were yelling first. at first. Uh, no, but he did take a pair of scissors was, and start stabbing I, his I, desk repeatedly <laughs> with wow, while he was I on the phone. Ever, I'm not used to seeing that. Yeah, I mean the and his face contorted in a way that I don't usually see. Uh, so kind of like Schwarzenegger in Total Recall when he can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. kind of right. like that. So Alex Kessler, <laughs> not an angry person. One of the emotions I I, I generally resist. Uh, so Sam, in all of his loveliness, decided to write this character. So every Jason every is the rage quit. He, yeah, he rage quits at least twice or three times in the entire season. Yeah. two seasons. So I had to like. Try and act for the first time in my life. So why excluding here's... eighth grade uh, school plays that we're not going to go talk about. Oh, my. So here's my question for you. So you're the producer, you're the creator, you're on set all the time. You even have a few lines and a few scenes. Why didn't you write yourself a bigger character? I mean, you were no never had any interest. Cause... I don't like acting. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan of memorizing lines. Sure, and makes then sense. Acting You're also not correctly. very good at memorizing lines. No <laughs> offense. Well, really, what it comes down to, I'm not a big fan of doing things I'm not good at naturally. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a fair thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of why. Um, hmm. That answers Also, I did write the first episode though. So yeah, that was. I think that was the. Because Sam wrote almost every episode except for the first Sam two? did not write episode one. 
two or three. Right. I wrote episode one, and Whitney, Whitney wrote, wrote the second and third one. Two and three. Now yeah. let me ask you a question. And then Craig attempted to write the episode that eventually oh, became Black yeah. Lotus and failed. Yeah. <laughs> so that from, one went through like three different. We writers. have we we and we sort three of people an wrote it, and then the character of Kevin, who ended up becoming one of the major villains of the series, right. was oh, yeah. recast seven times. He was yeah. part of like the League of Shadows, the League of Villains. That yeah. Came in the second season. In the second yeah. season, uh, the story is based around having a League of Villains that we kind of all established in the first season. And that's why Ben comes back because he's one yeah. of the six yeah. five villains. Yeah, we, we for what it's worth, we reshot the Black Lotus episode three times because of time constraints and actor constraints. We shot it with one actor and we didn't have enough time. And then we looked at what we shot and realized that we screwed up all over the place in editing. Well, so, 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 we uh, had, so we had to yeah. shoot it again with a different actor. <laughs> and this actor I liked, but once again, we didn't shoot the whole thing. And then we lost, we weren't able to get the actor back in. So we recast it again. And this time we got the, um, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking Jeff. on him. We got Jeff, Jeff, Bauer. Jeff Bauer, who we absolutely love and adore. Yeah. And we got him in on it. And he just knocked it out of the park. And we finally had enough time to shoot the dang thing. Jeff Bauer, <laughs> we got the Kevin, whole, yeah. we got the whole episode. We edited it. It's still one of my favorite episodes. The finished product of it, well, I think, some it's got some of the best acting and the best writing. Right. Ultimately, because we ended up rewriting it a few times, like four in there, times, four right. times. Well, so the interesting so. thing about that episode, also, uh, and this is for when people go watch it, but um, we kind of wrote ourselves into an accidental ending for the series. Yeah. So in the first. Second episode, Kyle comes and buys two Legends packs for $5 this is like, a pop. And it's one of my favorite moments I recall from the whole series. I, I do remember seeing that episode and being like, this character's sweet. Why is he not in more episodes? <laughs> this guy's so, like, such a jerk. Yeah, he's so um, evil. So, he's, like, he tricks Becca into buying packs for way cheaper, Not real, she's not realizing yeah, how expensive they are. She sells him two Legends boosters for the same price as regular boosters. Right. And then in the... Fourth episode, they convince Kevin to buy the whole box of Legends instead of buying a Black Lotus for reasons that we don't need to get into. But then we realize, oh, he just bought two Dark Ascension packs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I laughs> like at the bottom this. of his box. And so, spoilers, if people are going to go watch it, but he ends up burning down the store <laughs> by the end of the season. <laughs> um, because... Yeah. We were like, oh, he'd be really mad about that. It's a great ending. And yeah. we also had reasons to not want to film in the store anymore yeah. uh, for just yeah. filming location reasons. Yeah. So you guys employed some like pretty pretty cut-rate CGI for the store burning, hey, right? It looked great. No? I thought it looked really good, actually. I mean, no? Considering all we had was just a shot of the store at nighttime. and then We had our, a shot of the store and editor, me with a gold, uh, yeah. a gold reflector had to make the actors look like it's golden. And right. we put some sludges and, um, on their face. Our and editor, they all looked good. Our <laughs> editor, Alex Field, who was also doubling as a, as a camera guy because we just could not keep a single DP for the whole dang season. Um, he, season. Well. His roommate at the time does a lot of work in VFX. Yeah. So he just gave it to him and said, hey, can you put fire on this and make it look convincing? And the guy's like, oh yeah, no problem. Knocks it out in like 30 minutes. It, and ends, then up, we see, it ends up fire and we special see the effects shot. are pretty like. Yeah, it's pretty established at this yeah. point. Like and you it, just have to like kind of point at a thing and, and put it's the like, program in. If you really look at it, you can tell it's not on fire. But I don't, I don't know why you but guys. But it looks so like for the purpose of the shot and the reveal of it, it's just perfect, and it looked great. And I don't, I don't know a, why you guys didn't just burn a store down. I mean, <laughs> had, I mean, don't you get had me the wrong. budget? We thought you know? about it. <laughs> yeah, um, the budget of no money. I think it, I think it was more or less the issue of none of us wanted to go to jail. Right. No, <laughs> um, makes, that's a good point. So, but but let's just say that. Things got pretty rough shooting there towards the end. Right. To the point I, where not only did we write in burning down the store, we a couple of us consider, considered <laughs> actually well, burning so, the store. I down. mean, the the major reason for leaving was there was a very 
crappy air conditioning unit in the yeah. store, and it was already on its last leg, and I turn it off in the day, and it never turns on again. Yeah. And so I get blamed, and he forces us to buy him a new air conditioning unit. And install And it. have me come at like 6 in the morning and install it that Friday. And by the way, for those who don't know, I have no technical skills to be able to install an air conditioning <laughs> I don't unit. know. You're pretty technically sound, man. You produce this podcast. You edit the audio and everything. Yeah, that's like a computer. I can tell a computer to do something. But installing he means a physical... Mecha- he's not very mechanically inclined. Yeah, installing yeah. the fan. Yeah. Like, uh... It's like, wait, you mean put put box in wall? Wait, how how put box in wall? So like, I fail horribly. Eventually someone gets it. I forget exactly how it works. But basically after that, I was like, I'm, I'm done. So we gotta, so we gotta give some more stuff away because yeah. we're, oh, we're yeah, starting yeah, to get yeah. low on time, and yeah, I want to make sure almost we, 40 minutes. we cover enough of the episode and also give all the swag away. Um, so uh, let's 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 uh, let's back to back it right now, so we can just keep talking. All right, yeah. let's do let's give away the last deck box and the top decking tokens, and then we're gonna wait a minute before we give away the signed architects. Okay, and then we'll do architects the architects. Then Matt, yeah. All yeah. right, yeah. all right. So which one's first? The last deck box. This all right, is the final. This is the last. Custom made. There's only going to be three in existence because we're also losing the space and those spray paint. They're going to use the spray paint. So it's really, literally, oh no. these are it. This is it. He goes to mine stuff. Mine stuff. At mine stuff. It says that Alex wasn't making it up. There's only one F. Oh. Um, so would it be like mine stuff? Mine stuff. At mine stuff. Or it's minus tough. This oh. is a deck box. Or mine's tough. Like mine's a, like a mine. Like a tough mm. mine. Yes, My, maybe this top I don't know. It could be anything. Deck box. Okay, we're gonna back to back it. All we right. have a. This is a full uh, set right now of top know. decking tokens. There's eight of them or something. Nine of them. Well, well we can't confirm that. There's, <laughs> There's one for every major character plus yeah. myself because I wanted a token of myself, and it's the Batter Skull Germ. So yeah, woo! yeah. So this is for Ben's that. a vampire token made by Soren, which makes sense. Yeah. All right. So it goes to. Oh, oh, it's uh, oh, I'm never gonna say this right. I say it wrong every time. I'm sorry, Dirk Coach. Dirk Coach. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> Dirk Coach. Coach. XX, or Dirk Dirk Coch. Dirk Coch. I'm something. XX1. It's a great name. I don't know how to pronounce it either. He told us once on Twitter. Oh, I'm very sorry. Yeah. If like it's, he, if it's German, it's Dirk Coch. Yeah, I think he had described it for us yeah. once. Um, thank you. And uh, you sorry, get, it, it's not just you that I'm, I'm bad at. Yeah. All reading. I don't remember what Koch means. I just know. How I still read notes. Island Island in my head when I read it. Really? Paper. Yeah. So that's the last. I game. say it correctly, I did but not I read it in my head. Island. Yeah. So there's oh, okay. Right. So we have two more things, but we're gonna wait just a minute. We're gonna talk a little more right. about the series. So I do yeah. want to ask you, Kessel, that the series is about Becca. It's about a, a girl. And at the very right. beginning, when you guys were concepting it and everything like that, as we've just revealed here, that is this is your your lady. That's true. Um, was there a casting process, or was it at the, at the beginning you envisioned it with her in the, in the role in the first place? Uh, so it definitely was written with her in the role in the yeah. first place. Uh, the reason we chose for a girl to lead is partly just due to like a diversity factor in the Magic Gathering community. It's right. so often that this would be a guy. Um, and we I wanted to make sure, like, you know, Guys aren't the only people that play Magic, so I right. wanted to make sure at least. And yes, she didn't know anything about the game, but the point was for the story arc is her to get good at Magic, and she eventually becomes a judge in right. the most ridiculous yeah. possible way. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> that's it's actually fantastic. Oh, and my other cameo, I'm one of the five judges. Oh, the council. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the council uh, of five. The black mana judge. Do you guys both have a favorite episode? Is there like I mean I know we mentioned a few for the for the fans, the audience to check out, but do Well, you... I mean my like I said Black Lotus is probably my favorite episode of the first season. I think I think um, my favorite and it's also weirdly enough my 
first appearance is uh, episode seven of the is first that, season. Is that the brownie? The brownie episode. episode. That's a funny episode. Uh, chronic flooding. Oh, chronic yeah. flooding. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, that and based off its title and the fact that it's about brownies, you can kind of put together not the most child appropriate and probably the main reason Wizards never sponsored yeah, that, us. But I think that one is it. Like that's yeah. got you in trouble. Yeah, that's trouble. It, but it's by will. far maybe the funniest thing. Yeah. I think it plus uh, Natalie's character together. Right. Are right. the reasons that we never got sponsored? Yeah, because Natalie just swears a yeah, lot. That's she, her main uh, character. She drops she drops the b word a couple times in there. So she started um, as a villain, and we made her into like. But we, she becomes she becomes yeah. redeemed. She yeah, we did of, our we did our. Uh, she's like karate, like ninja, yeah. chucks. a Rick and Morty like <laughs> sadness esque moment, right? Oh yeah. Where we took a character that you would should not like, and then you're like, oh, but I feel bad now. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you recall or like? And, and this could be this could be like sort of the same question. Um, this was obviously an independently financed endeavor, and you guys made a lot of episodes. Oh, yeah. And it was, and and I was around on set a lot for a lot of it, so I saw the way it all worked. It was well put together. It was catered and everything like that. We actually we had food, makeup, people, all that. Um, what sort of major, major, major uh, cautions would you give to any young filmmaker who wants to do something like this, and or what would you have changed? I guess because they're both sort of the same thing. Uh, I would say the two things I would focus on is a. Um, don't set unrealistic deadlines for yourself. Correct. That was the very first mistake we all made with this. So one. I do think I mean, setting we... realistic deadlines is good because I think one of the reasons we were able to accomplish what we did was because we had a deadline. We were like we were mm-hmm. riding just without pants on. I don't know. There's uh, a metaphor here that's famous. Sure. It's like a cliche <laughs> statement that I'm not remembering. Riding but by the seat of your pants. There we go. That one. Uh, and for. like we were able to accomplish it because we had these ridiculous deadlines. Like there were nights where I was up till literally the seven in the morning the next right. day editing. And like it's hard, but like it's kind of. Or, you know, or sometimes we'd find out that we were getting kicked out earlier than was originally agreed upon. Right. One yeah. of the reasons we left the first store. Right. Um, um, and we would just be like, okay, we've got to knock out 10 setups in the next 30 minutes. And we would do it. Right. We so would just like, say, we're going to do this and we're going to get it done. Everybody shut up and let's work. And we just did it. Well, I think what's really interesting um, about that when you when you say that, and I, I would like to hear uh, any, any more adding to that point, but as a young actor, I'm not really an actor anymore, guys. I'm a host. You probably can gather that from what I'm doing here and the fact that I mention it here and there. I, I do a lot of like live events and sports coverage and whatnot. But at the time... You have the voice of a host. Thank you. When <laughs> I came here, I wanted to do acting. I was like an actor, model, music guy. And I jumped around with all of it. And I kind of gave up on all of them in, in their own ways. But when I got this role, it was obviously because I knew Alex. He was like, there's a part that... But well, I mean, to be totally honest, the, one of the reasons you got the roles because you helped a lot in casting. So right, we yeah. did we did all of the male roles we casted, like oh, every single I read one of for them. All the leads, and I you forgot. read for every you read with them, and like kind of my pseudo deal with you is like I'll make sure you get some part in it, and yeah. so I made sure the fatal we like literally wrote the fatal role for you, which was the vampire thing. So it's yeah. funny, but so I just remember I remember going home and saying to my girlfriend at the time, um, "This is a really professional set. I wasn't really expecting that much." From when I, because I mean, I had never worked with you and I hadn't right. been on a lot of sets, and it was just my friend from the magic card store. So I was like, this was pretty professional. And then even more so was when the, when the first episode came out. And I remember thinking it was each week it was coming out on time, edited, like to deadline. So it was pretty impressive. All things considered, I mean, now it sounds like there was a a bit of a disaster behind the scenes to get that yeah. to happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there was go, a lot, yeah. there were a lot of arguments behind the scenes to to in terms of cuts and things like oh, that. Oh yeah. Especially at the beginning, we once we worked out a system of keeping I think every person at all, some point yelled at yeah. every other person. Oh, definitely. I, like yeah. me and Craig had a fight a few times. 
Uh, you and Sam got at I it a lot. A, yeah, I definitely uh, had Sam a Because Sam had very specific ways that things were written, and Oliver was like, no, but that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. It's um, like, well, we didn't shoot it that way, so I'm not going to cut it that way, that sort of stuff. And I then would be like, well, I think that, well, well, and then, you know, and then I'd be like, well, you're the writer, buddy. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, it's like, you want your input, be on set. And so it's like, we had a bunch of arguments, but yeah, we but got we got past it. So what? Um, yeah, if I could take anything, if I could do anything differently, yeah, I think I would have. I recently I met this guy uh, Alex Roten, who does a lot of web series type stuff. Right, his method is that he shoots the whole thing a year before he's going to release it. Right, and then he edits it during the in between time got of it. his planned goal to start releasing it, so that when he releases it, he's got one episode every week on the same day on right. the website. Right. All that sort of stuff. I wish we could have done it that way, or we had had the foresight to do it that way. Sure, but we didn't, and so we just we just rolled with it, rolled with the punches, and got it done by any means necessary. Really, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's you hear this from from a lot of people that that do independent production, whether it's a web series or if it's shooting like YouTube videos, like things that are a little bit more personality based than scripted. But right. the same thing is get get a lot of contents. Podcasters, yeah. you'll hear the same thing. We fall victim to that sometimes. Obviously, we're, we'll be a day off sometimes in our release schedule for the same reason, which is just we're doing it every week, but then there's editing or something mm-hmm. comes up the day of. So, yeah, I would say I would say the big thing I regret from that period is so we at the same time to do a top second created a website called webisodesnetwork.com, which was meant to be kind of a Hulu competitor to YouTube. Yeah, uh, oh, that was Netflix meant about like for web series, yeah Netflix basically. for web series, and in hindsight. We should have never created that website. What we really should have done is just focused on content creation and like content is king. And we did a good job with top decking. I am very proud of top decking. And I think the fact that we got whatever following we did get for top decking is akin to how well that did. And I think that if we had focused on, you know, even after the first top decking season, making different content, but just creating content was something that we were really good at. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. um, We had a strength that we didn't stick to. We decided to get into web development that none of us knew what to do. (laughs) I got messages on Facebook from, like, various, like, an old friend from high school who's like, hey, I I play Magic, just came across this thing. You're in it. It's really cool. (laughs) I got messages from from various people, uh, like, other, I can't remember where, but maybe Twitter once somebody sent a message. Then when we were in uh, Vegas this last year for GP Vegas, I mean, seven or eight people approached me and were like, hey, you were in top decking. So it definitely was seen by the community, which is a very cool thing as people, you know, we work in this community now right. and we're, we're around it all the time. And that's rewarding to love magic as much as I do and be around as many magic players as I am to uh, have been a part of something that maybe affected someone, which is, I guess, what we hope this podcast does. Let's give away some Grand yeah. Architects. All right. Yeah, give it away. All right. Give so it away. give it away now. The signed playset of Grand Architects. Yeah, we have four of them. We have <laughs> oh, my. you got to draw a couple names here. Uh, no, 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 no. We're giving away we all four or all one four? person. Yeah. Oh. And we're going to send you four Grand Architects with signed. Now, I have a personal request here. Um, and and this is not something that you need to do because we're giving you an item you don't want necessarily, <laughs> but we're uh, <laughs> but we're gonna give it to you anyway. My request is that when you get these grand architects, send a deck list with your architects. Like come up with an idea because I've come up with a million of them, and please, uh, I will share your idea because we are giving you these architects. I will we will do your deck tech on the air. Um, you, you will you will if you make a deck list with these architects, we will guarantee. On the episode we're going to do in the future, which is going to be a deck doctoring episode, feature your deck. Yeah, and with uh, four Grand Architects, a modern deck, obviously. So let's give away some signed right. uh, signed Grand Architects. Speaking of blue two drops, this one goes to Invisible Stalker. Oh, yeah, I know Invisible hey. Stalker. Totally. Uh, Invisible Stalker, congratulations on your sweet, sweet set of Grand <laughs> Architects. Woo! 
If you are able to also incorporate invisible stalkers into this architect deck, we will give you extra points. That's an awesome idea. I've tried that before. Uh, it's a good idea. You, you'll run into the problem, which is that uh, there's no sweet piece of four-man equipment to curve into on turn four well, that you want to be playing. Cost five. Um, uh, you need a four drive. The, the swords work in theory because you can curve into the sword, but you can't equip the same turn. So, like something that just gets onto your stalker that turn and uses your mana efficiently is what you're looking for there. Molten Steel Dragon is sweet. It's one that I like, but it doesn't interact with Invisible Stalker. Anyway, mm-hmm. ideas. Um, we are going to give away the last item now. Um, well, before you do that, I do actually, I, I want to kind of to give the one. Can Oliver, can you explain what? to us the moment you decide to do top decking? The moment I decided to do top decking, I went to meet. Alex and Craig for lunch, and this was the first time I was meeting Craig. And uh, first, they showed me the store that they wanted to shoot it in, and then we went to lunch and we started talking about ideas and you know, clerks in the card store. And then, out of nowhere, we just got our food, we're about to like eat and discuss things. And this guy just kind of runs in, sees us, plops down next to me, <laughs> and says, Kessler, so and so just threw your deck against the wall. Oh, jeez. And, and it turns out that uh, Alex had loaned one of his buddies a deck to play. Was it Lawton? Tell me it was Lawton. And the game, went, the game went... The <laughs> game went... It was Paul and Lawton. Yes. The game went pretty crazy. Words were said. People got pissed off. So my general understanding is what happened was... And the deck was then picked up and hurled full force wall. against a wall from across the room. And so Lawton. so Lawton wasn't the one that threw it. Oh. So it's Lawton and Paul playing EDH. It's an okay. EDH game. And... Uh, this is even before like Commander was a thing, and Paul does something Paulish, which he's he's known for doing like very unfair things in very weird ways. Yeah, and Lon gets mad and grabs his mat and flips his deck in the mat into his face. Standard. So Paul then grabs my deck <laughs> and, and chucks it around across the room. Oh, nice. Uh, so. So these Lawton guys comes running in, and yeah. then Paul runs in. He's like, "Alex, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was your deck. I thought it was his." And I'm like, <laughs> "We're just like guys." <laughs> and, and and this is where again, Alex doesn't really lose his cool that often. And he he while his face contorted a little bit, he stayed very calm. And then they left, and Craig is just like looking at me with like fear in his eyes. He's like, <laughs> "Oh my God, he's not going to work with us. Like he's he's just like he just saw what this is and he's going to well, leave." We saw what's and I up. just said, "Can we put something like that in the show?" Ah, and so love it. I, ultimately <laughs> we kind of did, I think, right? Doesn't Jason have a rage quit where he just like flips flips some cards over or just like We got some rage quits going on. So we got sure. a couple rage quits in there cuz I always like has after that experience of hearing about it, I was like, "We've got to put something like that in the show." And and I think at that point they knew I was in, and I just I wanted to do it. Yeah, you're so, on board. Yeah, all the way. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so fun thinking back on this. It's crazy to think how, how long ago it was. But well, uh, and to like you were talking about hearing from people who see the show, and yeah, the, the Facebook still has people leaving comments on it every other month about when is season three happening, and there's comments on the YouTube videos like, man, I love this show. When is season three coming out? Which and, is one of those things where I was I would say that it, like if if ever. Our podcast, our podcast, Masters of Modern, gets like big enough. If this is ever yeah. a big enough thing that we could like put it out there, like a crowdfunded Kickstarter type of thing yeah. that wouldn't just pay for the season, but would actually make it so we could get all the actors and everybody back in and like pay all the people to come from where they are to do a season three. I'm sure that the people involved would be interested. It's just one of those things you would have to get enough money, money raised money. So to that, like, do it. Right now, the the two best chances of more top decking content, uh, as far as I can tell, are these two things. One. Um, 
radio play. A radio play. So we, we, we all of our are talking about this today. It's possible if I can get Sam to help write scripts that we may one day, and this is a this is a vague not promise, um, do similar to this podcast, do a series of episodes of top decking, but all audio. Oh, interesting. So mm-hmm. similar to kind of how. Um, there's some other story-based audio play podcasts out there. We yeah. would kind of do a season of top decking. That would be feasible because we don't need a set. We just need to get the cast in for one day. We right. have the recording equipment, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's something that's possibly accomplishable. Um, and we can even bring them in at different intervals correct. and just read lines, edit it together, that whole thing. I will return for my role this <laughs> Gladly. But, um, and then uh, the, other, the other option is, I mean... Well, so the other option is raise the money to do it again. I mean, we need to raise a significant. It would, yeah, it would. I mean, it's an an expensive series to make. I think most like there's a chance that I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter for my own project at some point in the future. Yeah, and I may as like the top goal. If you give like five thousand dollars, we'll make an episode of Top Decking. (laughs) You know, (laughs) which is what like really the cost of Top Decking is. It's like a four thousand dollar investment for one episode. Yeah, so that's really where the cost is. Yeah, Uh, especially at this point, because at this point, there's no way to do an episode without paying everyone full rates. Well, yeah, but. What's interesting about that is that you know you look at some guys like Kevin Smith or these guys that have made content in the past. That I mean, look, um, great example, Will Forte and MacGruber. He's a friend of mine, and they've got a script for uh, MacGruber Two done. Right, that's like a thing that it's it's been worked on, uh, but the, they don't have like the financing. They're like, we don't want to make a MacGruber Two. It's the sort of thing where there's it's such a cult classic. People love that movie so much that if they put that out there, hey, we want to make MacGruber Two crowdfunded let's just get this i'll bet you they could get it to happen right and it's probably just i don't think we're at i and i don't think top decking got to the point where right. it can survive off of a crowdfunding base yeah yeah right. like we crowdfunding the second season but to be totally honest a chunk we're of the money still we crowdfunded really a cult with, show if you think about right. it we're not we're not like by any means we're we're no um video game high school oh, for no, example yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right so right. so it's like as as much as i'd love to believe that these just because these people have been commenting and saying they want it and love it would make it happen, it's still of a very slim percentage. And so. speaking of video game high school, Jimmy Wong does show up in season two. He's got a cameo. yes, he does. Oh yeah, he's he's uh, one of the he's the second scene. He's, he's the, the real second estate agent. The second season. No, he's the uh, insurance. He's the insurance oh, claims yeah, 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 uh, claim, adjuster. Yeah. The evil insurance claims. That actually, adjuster, that episode is also out. one of my favorite. Episodes that was general. fun. The bringing like, them all back together was actually really fun. And it's like a, a mighty, I, I always in script writing referenced it to Mighty Ducks 2, right? When <laughs> uh Goldberg and the guy with glasses uh-huh. and uh Pacey from Dawson's Creek, you're dating yourself right now, yeah, know, right? <laughs> uh. Like rollerblade through the city of Minneapolis with like a duck whistle, and like, they like go to each of the original cast yeah. members and they're like, and then like they like, oh man, and like one guy's like about to make out with the girl, and they like show up at the worst moment, oh, and then he's man. like, oh man, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what the first episode of season two of Top Gun is like. It. I love it. All right, well, you know what? We have to give away the ma- the modern. Yeah. Mat. So last prize. The MM cast mat, guys. This is this is what you all signed up for, even though none of you wanted any of the other things we're giving away. <laughs> you, lucky you, who gets this right now. Well, we're gonna have like a few people that have never seen top decking that are getting weird top decking merchandise. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to get a few people that got cool cool stuff, and then like two people are going to get packs. Yeah. Really cool stuff. All right. Let's see what it is. Uh, and it goes to at D E M Agnes A. De, uh, De Magnus, Magnus A? D-E Magnus A. All right. De Magnus. Yeah. I'm not really sure. De Magnus You know who you are. You, you get the MM cast mat. You get yep. the MM. I'm writing it on your name here. 
MMCast Matt. Uh, congratulations. This is you really exciting. Lucky, lucky devil. Uh, eventually, eventually, guys, we will make more Mountain Masters mats. Um, Correct. There will be more of them. In fact, question. Um, this is a question I have. For so this our... is, I, I said this is the Twitter question for the week. Yeah, Twitter question for the week. So what, what's a play mat cost normally? 15 20 25 What 20, is it? Uh, for us, to make it, it costs $20. Oh, it's to make it. It costs twenty. Yeah. So when you buy a playmat at a store, is it twenty nine ninety nine usually? Well, so we're getting it from custom playmats. So normally a playmat's around twenty five dollars. But since we're not getting it made from an actual manufacturer, we're getting it made from yeah, custom. So it, whatever it is, if it was like it would cost us twenty bucks. We'd have to get it shipped here and then. Would mail you them pay out. thirty dollars for a master of modern playmat? Well, Pro- I guess I guess the real question I have, and this is more for the Twitter question: Would you guys be interested if we made bonus content for a Patreon account or so or merch and, and like any like any. Uh, I guess the the real question is yeah bonus content or merch like we have the ability to make ma- masters of modern content we've seen more interaction from you guys and and the the cast continues to grow um, it's just a question of we want to know if you guys actually want that stuff um, correct so let us know like we could do dra- like th- like as far as Patreon goes there could be draft videos there could be I've thought about filming me and Ben just doing pack wars because I have a bunch <laughs> of packs that I, we can war with. <laughs> so you know, cool T-shirts, bonus content that you guys might enjoy. We're ties, definitely we've down talked to about do making it. Masters of um, ties. So let us know if Patreon's interesting to you, and we'll start making maybe maybe making a Patreon account. Yeah. Um, uh, also, if you want to go find top decking, uh, top decking is on the YouTube channel. I said it earlier. Uh, if you look up top decking on YouTube, you'll find it. There's all 24 episodes plus a bunch of bonus content. Yeah. Um, that you can find there. Uh, Oliver, what what are you doing right now? These people can know about. What am I doing right now? My shameless self promotion. Yeah, this is the Oliver plug. Um, you have 30 I, seconds. Make I have good. an Indiegogo campaign for a science fiction horror film called Sleep Paralysis. It's about alien abduction experience, and it actually features an actor who plays a cameo in Top Decking season two. Really? Yes, Scott Segrin appears. Oh, sweet. In uh, season two as the one of the agents who takes away the young Francis. Wait, I know Scott Segrin. Yeah. yeah he was also Scott. like the DP for half he of season DP'd, two. He also DP'd wide, and he DP'd um, two episodes, I think episodes, f- what was originally three, but ended up being episode three and episode five, the zombie survival right. episode. So actually, of, for the record... Uh, Top deck, and that is also one of my favorite episodes. Oh, is the yeah, zombie, yeah. the zombie plan episode. Um, the episode where episode three and four was originally switched. Yes, but I switched it back. You did, yeah. So on, oh. on YouTube, it's back to what it was supposed to be in the original. Oh, order. so anybody getting into it now will see the the original proposed yeah. story order, which makes a lot more sense when you see episode. Yeah. Oh, like now the titles four. and everything. So, like originally, yeah. episode one was Becca shows up. Episode two is Becca messes up and learns. Episode three is Becca succeeds, and then episode four, the story rallies, store rallies around her against an enemy. Gotcha. Yes. But because of weird filming issues, it became yep. episode one, Becca shows, shows up. up. Episode two, she messes up. Episode three, they rally around her, mm-hmm. even though at that point yeah. she had messed up. And then episode four. They save her from someone. Gotcha. Right. Or she succeeds and saves the day. Right. So like, like, it's not it's a big better deal, now. but thematically it was weird. So we, right. it's better now. It's Fair enough. Yeah. Now it's that everything fixed. is out, and who cares about what time it came right. out? Because it all happened five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah. I'm glad you guys have been here for a year. And Oliver is going to continue saying what he's working yeah, on. Sorry, but just to to search it, just go to indiegogo.com and type in sleep paralysis under the search bar. What's, uh, what's some cool it. stuff you can get for... Cool stuff that we're planning on giving away. We're going to be giving away stickers and posters and T-shirts, and we're about to unveil a hoodie as soon as I get the designs from the artist, as well as uh, free tickets to the premiere and Blu-rays and DVDs and all the various other stuff. 
Cool. So, uh, please, if you're interested in that sort of thing, come on down and give us give us a contribution because we can't make it without the help from you. The man makes good content. I can vouch. Uh, congratulations Aww. to all of the fans who won things today. We will get them shipped out. Alex, uh, we should tell the folks about our sister podcast, The Command Zone, with Josh. Uh, Lee Kwai and Jimmy Wong. They make awesome, yep. awesome uh, commander content, and they can be found uh, in the same place on rocketjump.com where we can be found. Fun secret fact about the command zone. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'm going to say it. Josh Lee Kwai is one of the people that edited one of the Star Wars trailers that came out today. Oh, did he edit the one that came out today? He, he edited all the promos for the final trailer. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So you can he's he's super secretly really cool. Yeah, he's really cool. Dude. I, actually I mean, have he's like not Star Wars he's unovertly. Cool. He's like just cool, but like super secret, super cool. Can we all share our favorite Star Wars story of the day? That's yours. I bought a Star Wars. I don't, I don't uh, know if that's my favorite story of the day. <laughs> I, I, bought, I bought a neon green Star Wars toothbrush this morning. It looks like a lightsaber. Nice. Oh, yeah. I saw up. the picture of it. It's great. Yeah. What, you got? Uh, my friend Megan did the 3D titling for the re release of the much maligned and deservingly maligned Star Wars Episode One re-release. Oh. <laughs> she so. did all the 3D titling in, I think, 20 languages I mean, or something in her like defense, that. that's probably the only good part about that yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And uh, she's actually also the one who's going to be designing the poster and eventual website for Sleep Paralysis as nice. well. So, hey. I love it. Yeah, cool yeah. stuff. Ties in everywhere. Hey, all right. hey. Uh, once again, thank you for the last year. We're going to keep making good content. We'll be back next week with, like, actual strategy. Sorry if you guys weren't listening for that and you just got a we bunch of top forced decking. you to listen to a top decking interview so you could find out if you won the mat <laughs> yep. make sure to follow us on twitter we are at the mm cast you can also follow me at kess wiley you can follow me at ben bateman media you can follow me at at social crash yep and uh email us if you have any major questions or if you have a cool deck deck you want to show us a brew we are eventually going to do a deck talk deck doctor one so the more brews we get eventually once we get a amount that we think are interesting and enough to fill up the full episode we'll do a deck doctor episode That'd so be fun. the mmcast at rocketjump.com is our email uh, and make sure to tweet at us if you want us to have a Patreon account or some type of merchandise store uh, we will see if we can put that together but we need to know from you guys if that's something you'd be interested in uh, last but not least goodbye bye bye everybody Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to the mmcast at rocketjump.com. See you later, alligator.